I gotta upvote this dude's comment because the post I made on Reddit is a dumpster fire right now. So as we're talking about media consumption, you are currently consuming media. I actually created media, and that media was very controversial where I posted it. Interesting. Political memes, Tori. I don't do political memes. Political memes. I think I'm the least. Alright, welcome to Salt the Earth Podcast, episode 6. I'm Tori. I'm Matt. And today we're talking about... Media. And media consumption. And its effects on us, uh, its effects on our uh, religion and our religious choices, and um, its effects on our relationships with others. And the effects of society as a whole. Etc. So... What is your media consumption like, Matt? What do you consume from the media? What do you watch? What do you play? So, what do you engage in? I engage in lots of media. Okay. Probably, you know, most hours of my day are spent consuming some form of content, whether that's a podcast, an audiobook, a YouTube video, a TV show, music, or video games, etc. Okay. Most hours of my day, there's something in my ear or there's a screen in front of me by nature of the job that I do and the interests that I have outside of work. Okay. So, um, I, I listen to a lot of political podcasts and I watch a lot of political commentary on YouTube, um, which affects a lot of, uh, what, like my personality, I think I'm a pretty political person by nature. Um, and then I, I enjoy a lot of, like, silly comedies, you know, like the Community, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, mm-hmm. Rick and Morty, all the meme super popular. I'm, right. I'm very basic when it comes to co- traditional media consumption. That's good. And then music, I'm all over the board. I like uh, punk rock, and I like bluegrass. Okay. And everything between. Got pretty it. Pretty much. What about social media? Social media, I pretty much exclusively use Reddit. I don't use Facebook all that often. Okay. When I do, it's mostly just to curate memories for my own sake. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't use Twitter pretty much at all, except for occasionally uh, looking at what has like come up on the feed for this podcast. Okay. Um, I don't use Instagram, except for my dog's Instagram, which is basically managed by my wife. I don't use Snapchat except for as a group communication tool with my in-laws. Okay. And so I... I, Would you say you have a problem with Reddit? I don't know if it's... I think that um, I overuse Reddit. Okay. Um, I I think that the places that I go on Reddit can be problematic. What is Reddit for those who don't know? Reddit Because I think there are people who don't know what Reddit is. 12th largest website in america by consumption i didn't know what it was until like four years ago i i mean it wasn't as big back then but reddit is a very large social media platform um as far as traffic is concerned it's probably like smaller usage wise than like snap most of them right um but yeah reddit's a a very big uh, social media platform effectively the way that it works is you create a uh username 
that's typically not tied to your person, so it's mostly anonymous. And then it's a forum for everything. So you think about an internet forum for cooking, there's probably a hundred different subreddits that are cooking based, right. right? And so whatever your interests are, I'm sure there's a subreddit out there. Every band's got one or more, every podcast, every YouTube channel, mm-hmm. every political leaning, every geographical location has a subreddit where people go on and they talk about that thing. You're interested in Detroit and local city politics, there's a subreddit for just Detroit city politics, oh. etc. So um, uh, I think that the problem arises because most of the stuff that I do on Reddit uh, is either... Um, kind of getting myself in a bad mood by reading politics that I disagree with and getting arguments on Reddit with other anonymous people. Sure. And no one's changing each other's minds. No. So it's not really productive. It's just like uh, it entertains me passively. And ticks you off. Most of what I do ticks me off. Um, so yeah, I think that the problem arises in how I use it. I think that Reddit as a tool is great. And okay. I think that a, a lot of positive things have come from it. I picked up a guitar because of reddit i a lot of the games that i've played and a lot of the interests that i have outside of the internet have stemmed from reddit okay so um i think if i could cut out the negative aspects of it that would be great but i also secretly really enjoy not even so secretly uh it's like a guilty <laughs> pleasure of mine that i i go on reddit and get in political arguments and whine matt is almost always on reddit when i am with him it's the nature of the beast and i think because of that i think that's a problem but i think you've gotten a lot better that's fair i think you've gotten a lot better i think that the issue is that i don't care to participate in conversations that i'm not interested in that so would like be a problem. when there's people at my house and they're like talking to carly or they're talking to other people and i'm not super involved in the conversation I'm not usually one to just jump into a conversation or eavesdrop and wait for my whole. Um, I've either been invited to that conversation, at which time I try to put down my phone, which I didn't used to. Right. This is newer developments. Or I'm not invited to that conversation, so I'm just going to be over here until it's my turn to be in a conversation. Okay. Yeah, and you have, like I said, you have gotten a lot better. Um, I think media has... We're talking about media consumption. Yeah. I just think media has consumed the world. Um, yes. I think it's changed. I I know it's changed a drastic amount, even from the time when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you watch the news or what you watch on TV, even the things you can watch on TV now are more graphic. Yes. And violent. Yeah. I mean, you think awful. about like the biggest TV shows 20 years ago compared to the biggest TV shows today. I mean, The Sopranos is probably the exception. The Sopranos was a pretty violent and sexual but show. When did it come time. out? Um, let's Google it. The Sopranos. Because I don't think The Sopranos came out as long ago as we think it did. It was pretty long ago, wasn't it? 1999. Okay. To 2007. Alright, so The Sopranos is just on the cups of... But then again, there were a lot of, um... What are they called? Not sitcoms... General Hospital is one of them. Um, oh, like dramas or dramedies? Yeah. Um, they're around forever. Procedurals. But they, they have a name. Soaps? Soaps. A lot ah. of soap operas and stuff. 
could be kind of violent and raunchy. They didn't always show yeah, the stuff. Yeah, but that was daytime TV for moms. Yes. That wasn't primetime stuff. I think Sopranos was kind of in its own class for being like a very violent primetime. And that's fair. But even even the violence that we see in The Sopranos is way different than the violence we see in Game, Game of, Thrones. of Thrones. Or even in like... SVU sometimes. Oh, not even so. No, oh, often. SVU is a vile show. I can't even watch it. It's bad. It's really bad. It's a great show. I love the show. Carly likes it too. It's just not for me. No. I like my violence to be um, grotesque and imaginary. So Game yeah. of Thrones violence, cartoon violence, that I'm all about. Real life violence, less so. Yeah. Uh, but like real, real life violence, I'm also really interested in. So like, I really like biopics okay. about like serial killers and I really like true crime stuff. That's interesting. But you don't like SVU. No, because SVU, I think that they really... Like, I think that their goal every episode is how do we make someone cringe harder than the last episode? Yeah, I mean, so they're thinking like, of oh, the worst of the worst. serial pedophile rapist on the loose. And it's like, well, this is awesome. Yeah. Great. They are thinking of the worst of the worst and yeah. how to depict that. And those things exist. Okay. Oh, I know they do. Uh, but I don't need to confront that on a daily basis. That's fair. I think that that's part of the problem that I have with Reddit is I bring myself to confront things that I don't need to confront on a daily basis. Like, okay. I go to, you know, end of the world, you know, global climate catastrophe places on the internet. Good. And good. I'm, you know. So good. There's not much I can do as an individual to stop that stuff, but then I'm going to go give myself anxiety about it all the time. But you seem to be aware that um, the media you consume changes how you react to things. Oh, yeah, definitely. Does that bother you? Um... I think that I like the way that I react to media now. Okay. Or I like the way that I react to situations now. So I don't think that it's a negative in my case. I think in a lot of people's cases, especially young people's cases, it mm -hmm. is a really big deal. Um, like, um, I think that I just kind of got out of it okay. Okay. If that makes sense. Like, I, I think that I got positivity out of my interactions in okay. the media that I consume. Whereas some young people today, and even the people we grew up with in our generation, mm -hmm. they found their self-worth by how many likes they got on Instagram. And yeah. I wouldn't say it's a vast majority of young people, but it's a lot more than I like to think it is. It's a vast majority of young people. Um, they just don't admit that they do, but they really do get their self-worth from how many likes they get on Instagram or how many retweets they get on Twitter or... They don't use Facebook anymore because it's for old people. So it's not that. Or how many streaks they can keep on Snapchat. Oh my gosh. To get my students away from Snapchat for one week. Good luck. It, you can't do it. No, it's absolutely insane. Um, we actually had that last year on mission trip where we had a kid who his parents had him leave his phone at home. And he was asking us, like the uh, adults on the trip, can I sign into my Snapchat on your phone just so I can maintain streaks? Mm -hmm. And I was like... That's dumb. Oh, yeah. I took away two kids' phones on on a trip once, and they their friend let them use their phone to sign in to keep mm -hmm. their streaks on Snapchat. And that is when I realized this is a problem that young people have, and they don't recognize it as a problem. But they do think you it's a think fun that thing. maybe you're just a fogey who doesn't understand? I consider that a lot. I do too, but I, what I am I not understanding? Stuff. Well, like, so when I was a kid, do you, you not remember, like, the, maybe you weren't uh, this kind of kid, but, like, um, your mom calls you up for dinner and you're like, I just got to save, but I can't save here, so I got to finish this level yeah. or whatever. 
and mom didn't understand so she just came down and turned off the tv and you died and then you had to start over that was traumatic for me as a kid (laughs) was that affecting me negatively as a kid possibly okay but like i I feel like that has existed forever i think that it just takes in new forms but i okay but you didn't find your um like did you look forward to your day as playing that game and saving at the right spot like was that like did that would that ruin your whole day uh no probably not but i knew plenty of people who would a lot of my friends at the time were like achievement hunters on Mm. xbox and so you know they were putting in hours and hours and hours just grinding to get their gamer score up to a new high but again this this is only a problem recently like if we really want to talk in the past 30 years right and i think the way media has changed even in the past 10 years Mm -hmm. we had facebook growing up then twitter came along we didn't have to deal with Instagram when we were in high school. I think it came out when we were seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really use it much. Um, we didn't have to deal with Snapchat when we were in high school. I'm illiterate when it comes to Snapchat. I, I always too. have to ask someone to like tell me how to use this stupid app. Properly. I don't know how to use it either. But I think the things that have changed and evolved, I mean, Facebook was a place that you could post pictures, talk about your day, and, like, it's cringy looking back on Facebook and seeing, like, Tori is cleaning her bedroom today. Smiley face, winky face. As much of it as I can find. Oh my gosh. I didn't delete any of it, and it's cringy looking at that stuff. But that's what people did. You just, Mm -hmm. you posted about your day. Like, how more people didn't have stalkers in their life blows my mind. Because you could just look at someone's Facebook page and see where they're going and what they're doing at all times of the day. But I never found my identity or my self-worth by the how many likes I got on Facebook, ever. I can't think of one single instance that I did. I wasn't much of a poster. Even now, I don't post very much on Facebook. Mm-hmm. The most I post about recently is like, hey, there's a new podcast episode. Right. And I tag you in it so you share it. Um, I post like fun work things on Instagram or like mm-hmm. coffee. I post a lot of coffee pictures on Instagram. Um, and I don't use Twitter at all. I don't ever post on Twitter, but I consume Twitter. So like, I'll sit there and scroll through Twitter and read stuff, but I don't actually engage in any commentary. And I think that's a problem, but it's a separate problem. But right. we didn't have these issues that these teenagers now have growing up. No, and I, I think there was a study just recently about, um, like, we're back at all-time high depression and suicide attempt rates, like, rivaling World War II now in America. Really? Yeah. I mean, the number one cause of death under 50 in the UK is suicide. And I think it's, like, under 30 here. Uh, I think so, yeah. And it's getting older because millennials are getting older. Yeah. Millennials, uh, as a generation, seem to be collectively more depressed than their elders. Perhaps it's because the generational wealth ran dry and capitalism is unsustainable. It's a conversation for another day, though. Definitely. But yeah, I think... But do you think social media is attributing to that? Uh, oh, definitely. Because I... Th- and so um, everyone's fake on social media. Oh, yeah. Like everyone, even I'm fake on social media to some extent. Um, I try not to be, but like, mm-hmm. so like I posted pictures of a vacation that I took on social media. I'm sure that if anyone was just scrolling through and they saw that, they'd be like, wow, Matt's living his best life, doing all these cool things. It's like, yeah, but that was a week out of a year. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not posting pictures of the other 50 weeks where I'm sitting at a desk, you know, 
analyzing data. Right. Um, it's just that, you know, we're only posting the things that we do outside of work. And we, we know that it's all fake because there's people who literally get famous on Instagram posting Photoshop photos uh, where they're mind. not in places that they say that they are. And there's entire thriving businesses now, especially out west, where, like, you can go take a picture in a private airplane but the private airplane never leaves a tarmac, or even worse, it's just a chunk of a private airplane oh in a strip mall. And so you just get all dolled up, and you take your picture in your fake private airplane, and you move on. That's like the whole thing about Fire Festival, was it was this big FOMO thing, where you gotta get those Instagram photos. And it's the same problem, you see this a lot in um, at music festivals and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you were at Warp Tour in Atlantic City, and, well, I was there to, you know, enjoy the music and kind of get that last... You know, summer hurrah. parking lot hurrah before it got canceled forever until next year. Kevin, bring Warp Tour back. <laughs> um, but there were so many people that were just ignoring the music completely and then taking their Instagram photos by the beach and like getting their stances so it's in the best light and the booty looks just so. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this isn't, why are you here? Yeah. Just, you can take a picture on any beach. Don't, Why? And I would say I'm the worst at this. I never take pictures of things that I'm doing. Like, almost. And, like, I have to remember sometimes. Like, Carly and I went to the Demi Lovato concert. Oh, you were there, too. um, Yeah. Two years ago. And I love Demi Lovato. Like, the only person I fangirl over, the only celebrity I really, like, care about is Mm -hmm. Demi Lovato. I've just always really liked her. Um, And we were at the concert. And I think I took one photo, maybe two. Because Carly and I took a picture, and that reminded me maybe I should snapshot this to, like, remember it by. Right. Do I ever go back and look at those photos? No. I don't even think I posted about it on Instagram, because it no one needs mm-hmm. to know that I was there. Right. Even though it was a great night of my life, I have tons of memories about it, and mm-hmm. I bet favorite concert ever. I don't need... Um, I haven't gone to many concerts, but Demi Lovato really is my favorite. Um, Matt has gone to, like, 60 concerts. Well, over 60 concerts. Okay, well, I thought well, I was being... Never mind. Yeah. Um, but I don't need. Even for work, I'm supposed to take photos of my students doing mm-hmm. things. I don't. I'm just awful at it. I prefer to live in the moment. Right. And I think if we had more people who were not to say I'm great at it, but more people who cared about living in the moment rather than seeing how their friends think of them doing these cool things, mm-hmm. I think we would have a better. But do you not see how much of a fogey that makes you sound? I, I guess it does, but I, I don't like know why. I'm like, oh, well, if your friends jumped off a bridge, would you? Do you know how many people would say yes? I mean, I feel like if my friends are jumping off a bridge, they probably got a good reason. No. I can think of two friends who would jump off a bridge for no good reason. Yeah, but only two out of, you know, many friends. Well, that's who you have to consider. Well, I would obviously do the math beforehand. <laughs> I don't know. I just think the way that we have started to change who we are because of the social media or the media in general that we consume is a problem. I agree. I think that um, obviously it's a problem on like a an individual level mm-hmm. because we are not we're comparing ourselves to the fictionalized versions of our peers. So I can go back and look at all my friends from high school and they're all just, you know, they've got their achievements and plus 20% for, you know, internet's sake. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're an engineer, they're a senior engineer, right? Because 
who cares? They're going to buff whatever they look like so they look more successful. Exactly. Etc. And it's just unproductive. I think it's the the problem with just facts don't matter anymore. We live in what do they say, a post-truth society. Yeah. So once everything is fake, it just doesn't matter anymore. I think that's where we're at now. Like we we've reached that destination and mm-hmm. we're just pushing through. I would agree. I don't think technology is supporting us in that in any way because now you've got all these new things like deep fakes. Yes, like who would have thought that would ever need to be a thing? It doesn't need to be a thing. It doesn't need to be a thing. But why is it a thing? Because... Whoever would have thought it would be a thing? Because people... Russia. I don't think it's just Russia. I'm pretty sure deep fakes was an American developed software. I'm sure it was. I think even even in the Catholic world, there are so many people... Again, we already talked about how people are fake online. Yep. Rad trads. Rad trads only exist, really. There is a small group of them who exist in the real life, but the mm-hmm. hardcore rad trads really only exist on the internet because they don't want to show who they are in real life. Yep. So they'll be the one to bash you and call you a fake Catholic or um, a Francis lover or whatever. And I'm all a Francis the- lover. I'm a Francis Self lover, too. Self-admitted Francis lover. Um, call Fight us me. out on it. Fight me in real life, not on the internet. And but that's the thing; they will only fight their truth on the internet, not being able to back it up in real life or with real life facts. Mm-hmm. And I, I again, there are real life rad trads who will insult you for only going to the Noah's Ordo mass, and you know if you never go to the Extraordinary Forum or the TLM, then you are not a real life Catholic. And you should go and be rebaptized all over Who again. Who named it the Extraordinary Forum? I think that the name is problematic. The Extraordinary Forum? I think yeah. it's just the name in general. I understand, like, the root of it. But, like, I feel like it being called the Extraordinary Forum gives it a lot of credence that it doesn't necessarily earn. Well, there's Novus Ordo, which is the new right. order mat, which is what we go to. But then there's Ad Orientum, mm-hmm. which is similar to Extraordinary Forum, where they're doing it in English and just facing the other way. They're facing east. Mm-hmm. Um... So I'm sure it just came from some sort of document. I don't know. We can Google it later. Yeah, no. I, I don't like to play that are you a real Catholic game with people who don't even agree with the Catholic Church in the last hundred years. Right. Like, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm right. We're probably both right in some ways. But at, at the end of the day, uh, it's the Catholic Church that stood for the last 2,000 years. And every time it's skewed. Um, There's an Instagram page I follow. Um, and it's a totally rad trad. I'm not going to tell you what the name is. I'll show you later. Okay. Um, rad trad Instagram page that I follow. And I follow it particularly just because it pisses me off. Um, See, you do it too. I I'm d- not alone. And, and, and I, I didn't realize I was doing it one day until I was scrolling through Instagram. And I don't think I follow them anymore. I'm going to have to look after this episode mm-hmm. and see if I actually follow them. I, I don't think I originally knew what they were when I started following them. Mm-hmm. And then when I found out what they were, I followed them specifically to get into fights with them on Instagram, knowing I wouldn't win them over, but because of what they were posting were ticking me off so bad because they were offending my church. And mm-hmm. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to be right. the defender of the church exactly. because that's my job. Um, St. Anthony, protect me. And it was just one of those things where I realized I am letting some idiot in Nowheresville, Florida. All I know is he's from Florida and it's uh, a he. Um, 
start changing how I think about the church and the people in the church and young people in the church. And like, suddenly all I was thinking was that all I'm this radical young Catholic because clearly every other young Catholic who supports this group, um, or, or the traditionalists, the rad trads, right. the let's bring back the crusades, deus volt uh, yes. nonsense. Great. Racial genocide. Yeah. I love it when people openly support racial genocide. Yeah. And that's what, and I, I, that's just what we've come to is, I mean, I see so many people post on, and I have some Facebook friends who just post about their entire lives mm-hmm. all the time on Facebook. And I don't understand the point of it. And I, I'm sure that their reasoning is they have people across the country who they need to keep in contact with. Right. But I think there comes to a point where you're posting too much about your life or about your kid's life or don't get me wrong. I love looking at these posts cause I love some of my friends' kids, but I think you have to be careful with what you choose to post on social media because oh, yeah. you never know how it's going to be reproduced. Oh, yeah. And it's the same thing. You guys have to be careful what we post on social media in general because, um, for example, my home insurance, and I'm sure a lot of home insurances, have clauses that say if you like state that you're out of town on social media before you leave and then you get robbed, that can affect your payout from your insurance. Really? Because you are informing the thieves Hi, I won't be here for a week. Please come rob me. Oh my gosh. I had no idea yeah, that no, they had those clauses in there. Yeah, I was very careful about. Yeah. Wow. And your home insurance has this? Yeah. Fascinating. I would have never guessed. Yeah, it's just like you're accepting some level of culpability. It's like, you know, if you have a, an accidental fire versus I thought it would be cool if I started my bonfire in my living room. Right. You know? Right. So how do you think the media has changed the way we interact with each other and with the church and the faith um so i think that there's the biggest issue that i see and i think it is the root issue is that people aren't operating with the same base assumptions anymore okay right so if you look back at some history of the news the news back in the day there were three news channels and they were all obligated to air the news for one hour a day or a half hour a day, whatever mm-hmm. it was. And they basically all told the same news, right? Okay. And just like one was a little more dry, one had a few more pictures. And that was kind of how it differentiated, right? The right. more older people watch the more dry news and the younger people watch the more up-to-date media e news. Sure. Then came private cable news. And private cable news had a bias, right? So you had... Fox on the right, you had CNN on the left, you had MSNBC, like, kind of center left, and that news became ad-supported news, and so now there was this kind of push to spin this narrative. Mm -hmm. So where before, everyone was operating under the same information. Right. Now, all of a sudden, we're all operating under different information, where if you talk to someone who watches one news source, things are completely different in America than if you talk to someone who watches a different news source. Right. And neither of them are probably right. No. But if we're not operating from the same base level, we can't even have a conversation. Right. Because everyone is just going to go back to their own little corner and reaffirm their prior assumptions. Mm-hmm. And no one realistically, or a very small portion of people, are actually trying to understand the reality of the situation or are trying to find unbiased information. And so... That impacts all sorts of things because you have people who are consuming, you know, on one side they're consuming church militant Mm -hmm. 
and talking about the gay mafia and on the other side you have people who are what's that catholic group called the one that's pushing for um like female priests and uh letting gay catholics get married in the church i have no idea it's like it's a catholic identitarian group and their idea is like they want a, a full reform of the catholic church to basically not be the Catholic Church anymore. Interesting. Um, the things you and I know differently about the Catholic Church is very mm-hmm. interesting to me. It's because I'm. It's the political side that you I'm interested in. You consume more media. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so you have people, and they're reading news sources from either one of their own sides, and they're not getting any of each other's information. Mm-hmm. And so in the end, when they're going to go and try and change each other's minds or even have a conversation. They're already, the Overton window has shattered and they're already so far away from each other that it's pointless. So these conversations about what's going on in the church can't happen because people have no idea what's going on outside of their own information bubble. And I've got my own information bubble. Right. I'm sure that it's not positive. Um, and I have mine too because yeah. we always have very different information. Definitely. And it's just, it's one of those things that we need to make an active effort to do these things mm-hmm. or... All communication might as well cease outside of internet arguments. And we see this in both the church and society in real life. Oh, yeah. Um, I was having a conversation with my uncle one time, and he starts spouting off something about politics, and I corrected him, and he said, no, that's not, and he pulled it up in an article, and I'm like, and I pulled up my article, I'm like, this is right. two, like, opposed, not even, like, somewhat different, oh, yeah. totally opposing things of what happened mm-hmm. at this incident. And it, it was just shocking to see how different two different news sources could be knowing that information bias exists. Right. Sometimes it's still shocking to see that in real life, the, how different it can be. Oh yeah. About the same situation. It was, mm-hmm. it was the, um, young Catholics at the March for life against the native American man. Oh, and it was that. And he had, an that article. was a particularly dumpster fiery news. Oh, day. so bad. There were so many corrections being published that day. Well, the problem is, I think we also have a we, because we live in a world entrenched in social media, entrenched mm-hmm. in immediate gratification and things that are happening right now. Everything's always being posted and commented commented on so quickly. Right. There is never any chance that you can get accurate information across right. when you're watching the situation unfold because you don't know what's mm-hmm. happening. Um, there's the guy who runs the Macomb County Scanner Facebook page for anyone in this area. And he he makes it clear, but he says, um, I'm just posting information as I have it. Not It may not be accurate. Right. But the amount of people who see that as this is totally accurate information, what he's right. saying, even though he says it's not because it's just information as he gets it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have people avoiding Mile Road, which makes my life easier when there's no one on 23 Mile Road, um, because they're avoiding it for some tragic car accident that happened, but really it was just a bicycle in the middle of the road. There right. Was no or a car accident that happened 12 hours ago. Yeah. That's a problem. Oh, yeah. It's a huge problem. Uh, that that particular story, the Covington, it was Covington Catholic, yes. right? Was absurd. And it, it was like one of a few news stories that I think like you could write an entire class on media bias about like these kinds of stories where one side you had, you know... Perfect angel children mm-hmm. just defending their Catholic views were happily clapping along with Indian drum circle leader. Right. And the other side is racist Nazis tell Indian to go back to his country or some nonsense. Right. You know, something that doesn't even make logical sense. And it was the same like uh, after Charlottesville where mm-hmm. the, the news 
was very obviously different from one side to the other, where you had one side reporting like, oh, very positive collection of, you know, right wingers got together and had a little march. And then the other side was Nazi ran over people. Yep. And it's like, well... And how quickly the stories changed from 12 hours and 16 hours. I mean, I went on Twitter that night for the Covington story, mm -hmm. saw what was happening, didn't believe it, didn't comment on anything. Because right. I'm like, there's no way this is what's actually happening. Mm -hmm. Like, there's got to be more information. Yeah, both sides were so fictionalized well, in the beginning. And so many people I, I truly respect on Twitter, whether they're Catholic speakers or bishops or priests mm -hmm. or just authors or whoever I tend to follow, or just random Twitter people that I follow and respect who have a good following. Right. Um, the, they commented on the Covington story and they mm -hmm. ended up retracting almost all of them, except oh, yeah. two of them retracted what they said because they were wrong mm -hmm. because they didn't have the full picture. They responded too quickly. They should have slept on it. They should have waited. Mm -hmm. And I think if the media in general took a 24 hour pause on most stories, we would have a more accurate media situation. Oh yeah, definitely. But like then the problem is all these big, this is like a problem with famous priests and famous bishops is everyone wants their opinion on today's yes. news story. Oh, what, what's your thoughts about these kids outside of the Lincoln Memorial? And it's like, you can't just say, oh, well, I don't know. And it's like, oh, now you're a fence-sitter, flip-flopper, yep. centrist. And what kills me is those priests and bishops, A, not all of them. Some of them definitely did. Most of them didn't ask to be in this position of spotlight. No. Um, but why does it matter what they think? They're just priests. They're just bishops. It's not like they're speaking on the authority of God because they're not. That's something that happens a lot. If you go to like the Catholic subreddits, it's either appeals to authority from insert bishop that the Catholic Reddit collectively likes, typically more right-wing bishops, right, or insert position from bishop or priest that Reddit collectively hates, typically more left-wing bishops. And then all of the comments will either be can't wait for this dude to be a saint, patting him on the back, no matter what is actually factual about it or whether or not it even aligns to church teaching. Right. Or it's the gay Catholic mafia coming to get him. Back it up, boys. Um, we'll have to talk about what the gay Catholic mafia supposedly is another time. Um, I, it's I, real, and they're coming for our children. Re. Yeah, clearly. Re. Um, where is that even from? It's from Church Militant. No, the re... Oh, it's just internet ridiculousness. I don't understand um, that. We almost named our podcast that, folks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, I think it stems from, like, this really old 4chan green text. For those of you who are not in the new, 4chan is a really, really gross internet forum that I would not recommend anyone visit. Green text is when you tell a story from real life. But they're never really stories from real life. It's usually fictionalized nonsense. And I'm pretty sure the origin of the meme is that um, this, you know, 30-year-old dude living in his mom's basement, his mom interrupted his video game to give him chicken tenders, and she didn't bring the honey mustard. So oh he freaked God. out, and he just typed R-E-E-E-E-R-E in the chat. And it only got bigger from there. That was, like, 20 years ago, probably. Interesting. Um, and then, like, you have people in real life doing it after the uh, McDonald's rick and morty thing do you yes. remember that yeah. drama so people were like jumping on mcdonald's counter shouting give me my szechuan sauce and i just, do remember Wee! this just you know nonsense screeching that's is basically good. the root good thing that's not our podcast name yes how about um we have a whole 
after our music podcast and our Doomer podcast, we're going to release a <laughs> podcast that's all about meme history. Okay. We're getting so off topic of what our podcast is, but I'm okay with that. It's fine. That's it okay. Um, what is um, your take on people who... I don't want to say, like, find their heart and soul in the media they consume, but also I kind of want to say find their heart and soul in the media they consume. So... I think that there's a certain number of people who turn media into action and they are either the best or the worst of us. Okay. Right? So you'll have, um, if you think about the Trump bomber, mm-hmm. right? His whole thing was he was listening to all these crazies on the internet and he had decided in his own head that um, all these individuals that he was sending bombs to were threats to the democracy of America because the media he was consuming told him so. Okay. And he turned that into action in the worst possible way with attempted murder, right? Right. Um, The worst of humanity is people like that. And so that we're fair and balanced TMCR, the guy who went and shot up the Republican baseball practice right bernie sanders supporter who decided that ron paul and the like are threats to our democracy fair and balanced um then on the other side you have people who turn the news that they consume into action in a positive way like the kids from extinction rebellion over in the uk Mm -hmm. um or any of the you know fridays for our future protests things like that um I think that there are really positive ways of you're consuming media, realizing a situation, and doing something about it with the hope that at least in one way or another you're impacting change. Or at least they're keeping stuff in the news cycle. When a quarter of Europe is taking school off every week because they're concerned about their futures, people start paying attention. So um, I think that the really big thing is that, well, most of us probably aren't turning this stuff into... um, action that affects others Mm -hmm. in a day-to-day life context um the ones that do are the ones that we need to pay attention to okay interesting no that's a good take i think um i i think it's uh, i used to think it was silly i know we were gonna bring up tattoos we're gonna see how tattoos roll into this so i'm just gonna bring it up i used to think how it was silly when people would like get a tattoo of like um twilight or some silly like band because music doesn't mean a whole lot to me Uh, um but then i read the harry potter series and like (laughs) i would love a harry potter tattoo i'm not a little deathly hell yeah i'm waiting on another tattoo for a while i do have two Mm -hmm. um and they're both scripture based but i very much would like a at least keeping my theme with like work like written word based Mm. tattoos and i don't think I've never believed I'm a wizard right, or a witch or whatever, because there are so many Catholics who are against Harry Potter and there's Catholics who are against all these weird things or in- there's Catholics who are against tattoos. Mm-hmm. But I think if you find something that you love, even if it's media, if it, there's a TV show or a movie that touched your heart, that's what art is supposed to do. Right. At the end of the day, unfortunately, most media is art and it's supposed to touch your heart and art is supposed to be goodness and beauty. Um, and while not all art is goodness and beauty, mm-hmm. in most art, you can find goodness and beauty in it. Um, and I think if you find that in art and you want to showcase that in some way, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
No, I agree. Um, and like most of the tattoos, I'm not really interested in religious tattoos to mm-hmm. a, a high extent. There's one religious tattoo that I want that it's kind of a memento mori type tattoo mm-hmm. that revolves around the ways that the uh, apostles died. Oh, okay. That'd be cool. Um, I've got like basic designs that really I want cool. of it. I'll show you after the podcast. Yeah. But um, most of the tattoos that I want revolve around um, media of some form, usually music, because I'm an empath in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And so the music I listen to um, has had a huge impact on me uh, emotionally and developmentally throughout my life. So, um, yeah, most of the tattoos that I want are very much uh, relating to music or album art directly, things like that. And I think as as long as you don't find your self-worth in those things, but you want to showcase the importance that you have, I think that's different. I agree. I think there are some people who would find their self-worth in... TV shows or a book or even music. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. If you identify yourself worth in anything other than God, I think that's a problem. Right. No, I agree. And I think that like there's a lot of people who are like, you know, is quoting The Office a personality? <laughs> is a big bit. Um, it's definitely a thing that a lot of people like. Right. All, all they do is just, and I have some of this to some extent, you know, I'm a big fan of just quoting Anchorman, especially when it's me and my brother in a room, which just... That's all you do. You don't even talk. No, it just quotes from movies. That's so good. So, but um, I can never quote movies or TV shows. What? I no. just can't. I'm incapable of it. You know, I think that um, th- there's other risks with associating your self worth in certain things too, because a lot of those things can come to not be as positive. Like, I got a friend whose favorite metal band is a band, uh, and he got a tattoo of this band, mm-hmm. right? And um. This was back in the 90s. And that band's name is Isis. Mm. Yeah. So it didn't turn out so great. For no, because times change. Yeah, and exactly. things change. And like you don't want to set up all your self-worth in, you know, the Cosby show. Or right. in, uh, what's another example? There's a bunch of them. You know, yeah. Insert disgraced celebrity here. House of Cards is a show that I really, really enjoyed. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. What did Johnny Depp do? Something. I don't know. Something gross, I'm no. sure. You know, people who what he did. really like R. Kelly music. Yeah, did you know I didn't know who R. Kelly was for the longest time? How? I don't pay attention, I guess, to music. But, like, even music that R. Kelly is not in, there's a lot of hip-hop music that makes fun of R. Kelly. Yeah, I guess I just don't pay like attention. Like, a lot. Like, like really. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Like, when everyone was like, oh, the R. Kelly thing, I'm like, who's R. Kelly? <laughs> And it happens a lot um, in the music scene that I'm most interested in, like the the post-hardcore punk genres. Mm -hmm. Because the bands are smaller and because the fan bases are typically a lot younger, there's a lot more room for abuse. Um, So there's musicians like Front Porch Step, who I used to really enjoy and even admire because he kind of came out of adulthood from like a dead-end job and turned it into a music career. And then he used his, uh, you know, uh, this power disparity to abuse young girls good that's i have no words it's absolutely disgusting um and uh well there's even a christian band it happened it was really bad that's awful i'll have to think about it but it was like 
he was convicted he was convicted of life in prison for raping babies like, oh my gosh yeah gross gross people back to a law and order svu just disgusting people disgusting just human, human just garbage. evil yeah and so like you don't really want to put all your eggs in one basket right it's kind of why i have my inhibitions about getting banned stuff tattooed on me right so typically it's either bands that are very well established and have a long history that i'm interested in tattoos of or bands that have already broken up and moved on or died right because i know they can't really make mistakes if they're dead well if you did just like a song or something right that's different because mm-hmm. you can support that song without supporting the band right and that's like what a lot of people did um and then there's bands that, you know, pull through and find a new lead singer or a mm-hmm. new drummer or whatever after this kind of drama. And so you don't want to just say, like, you know, I'm giving it up forever just because this one guy, it's like the whole, you know, like the art, not the artist kind right. of thing. But so yeah. what is your favorite quote from a TV show or movie? Ooh, I think that it has different contexts, right? So, like, my favorite, like, religiosity quote has always been the, uh, um... Evan Almighty. Of course, yes. When God is talking to Evan's wife. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. I honestly can't even think of the quote right now. I was helpful. stalling to think of the quote That's and I can't helpful. think of it anymore. Oh, it's um it's when God is directing how to pray, right? Okay. And so she's asking God why all these terrible things are happening and whatever else and why her marriage is falling apart because Evan's gone insane and started building a boat. And um God says, you know, well when you pray for strength do you think god's going to make you strong or do you think he's going to give you the opportunity to be strong Mm. and when you pray for wisdom is god going to make you wise or is he going to give you the opportunity to be a wise person Mm -hmm. right i'm ad-libbing because i don't remember the exact quote but that's always stuck with me from a religious basis because it kind of helps you identify a little bit anyway in my head um when god is you know giving something up to you right he God's just not going to answer your prayer directly with right. exactly what you asked for. You can't just say, God, uh, you know, I need a grace banana. upon me a monkey. Hey, banana <laughs> monkey. Um, God, we're on the same page. Yeah. God, God works in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. So that's always spoken to me that way. But then I've also got like a million comedic quotes. What's your favorite appropriate Anchorman quote? Oh, probably in... Um, There's so many. There's just so many. Uh, oh, I don't even know. Probably when um, Will Ferrell's falling apart in the um, telephone booth mm-hmm. when he's calling back into the studio, and uh, Ryan says in the phone, he's like, "Where are you, Ron? Ron, where are you?" And he's like, "I'm in a glass case of emotion," and he just breaks down and starts slamming the phone into the wall. Because his pet dog got kicked over a bridge. Oh my gosh. It's such a funny movie. The dog lives in the end. Spoiler alert for a 20-year-old movie. I've never seen Anchorman. What? You must watch Anchorman. I also don't think I've ever seen Evan Almighty. What? Or all of it. Have you watched the first one? Bruce, Bruce Almighty? Almighty? Maybe. Tori. Oh my goodness. I'm very I'm behind so on my movie watching. Carly. Carly's bad about movies. I just don't have time for them. Watch one a night. You watch TV a night, right? Yeah, but TV's quicker than movies. How many episodes of TV do you watch a night? Usually one or two. That's half a movie. That's half a movie. So watch the other half the next night. We'll see. I should make a list of all the movies I haven't seen. It's most of them. It is most of them. 
I've never seen Shawshank Redemption either. Shawshank Redemption is a fantastic one. Have you seen Godfather? I've seen part of it. I've never seen Godfather. Watch The Godfather. I don't want to. The Godfather is like required viewing. I've also never seen The Breakfast Club. I haven't seen The Breakfast Club. Okay. I don't care. I don't have an interest in The Breakfast Club though. I don't either. I like the music. That's it. I don't even like the music. I don't like musicals all that much. Oh, I like, like musicals. There's very few exceptions. Like Wizard of Oz... Uh, Hamilton. Willy Wonka the Chocolate Factory. Hamilton hasn't been a movie yet. I know, but it's a great movie. I want it to be a movie. Oh, Make Hamilton so a movie. We all know that, you know, Lynn and Manuel Miranda. Lynn Manuel Miranda. Our favorite podcast listener. <laughs> um Since you're listening out there, Lynn, my boy, why don't you make the Hamilton movie already? That'd be awesome. I would Stop watch that Touring so many times. Hamilton in the UK. They don't care about Hamilton. No, they probably don't. But they probably really like it. It's a great show. Have you yeah, seen it? Yeah, but like, it, no, I, I mean, I haven't been able to go and right, see it, okay. but tickets are expensive. I went. It was great. I don't know. No regrets. They were expensive and I have no regrets. <laughs> um, favorite Hamilton song? Uh, either Guns and Horses, mm-hmm. because it's like super like battle him metally. Super good. Or uh, Satisfied. Mm. And the precursor to Satisfied, whatever that song is. Burn? Just kidding. Not Satisfied and Burn. Burn. The ones with the... No, the ones at the wedding and when Hamilton first meets Eliza. Oh, okay, okay. The Sky... Um... Not the Skyler sisters. Um, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. I yeah, I do. I can't think of the name. So there's that build-up where you see the wedding from the perspective of... Um, Eliza, mm-hmm. and then afterwards you see the wedding from the perspective of Angelica, and it gives this whole new. Yes. That was great. Yeah. On stage. Oh my goodness. That was so good. It's on stage. so cool. Uh, yeah. No, I, I like that musical a lot. It's really good. Mine is Burn. And, Burned. Um, and Satisfied. No, Satisfied's okay. Um, Alexander Hamilton's one of my favorites, and Alexander Hamilton is so. I it's think just a catchy song. The problem is that because it's self-referenced so many other times in the musical that's the song they got old the fastest for me right on re-listen it's just um catchy to me and i can uh, i can sing it along to it the best gotcha um and then the other one would be um ten dual commandments because it's catchy i can't stand ten dual oh commandments. my gosh i love ten oh, dual commandments. So... and then the last song of the um oh, oh history's musical. got its eyes on you is a good one i like that song Man, if you guys haven't listened to Hamilton yet, just give Hamilton a listen. Everyone listen to Hamilton. Everyone in America has listened to Hamilton. I still listen to Hamilton, so I don't even care. All right, any last thoughts about media and consumption, Matthew? Um, yes. Um, going back to the original point about kids in media, something that I think is happening with relative frequency now is that kids are getting uh, algorithmed, so to speak. Mm Mm-hmm. So we saw this happen a little while ago with the YouTube Kids app recommending what amounted to like softcore pornography right. to children. Um, Which is disgusting. Super gross. Get your act together, YouTube. And they kind of have tried. But um, just this algorithm of you click on something and then you click on something and you click on something and the algorithm decides what you like the best. And then that same algorithm is feeding young people um, extremism on all sides, mm-hmm. right? And uh, that's not super healthy for a developing mind. Right. I know it wasn't the healthiest for me when I was a kid. 
And it's gotten so much worse since I was young because there's so many more political actors mm-hmm. in that sphere than there used to be. And because there's so many more, there's a lot more room for very extreme people to hide. And all the algorithm does is funnel you into extremism. Yep. So um, make sure uh, you guys are kind of checking yourself. Uh, even if you're adults, check yourself on the, the kind of content that you consume and um, make sure it's not uh, changing you very rapidly. Mm-hmm. Think about things from uh, in a past you lens or a future you lens and mm-hmm. make sure that like these are the kinds of things that you want to be involved with in 10 years. Right. Because it can get really dangerous and we can we see what happens when people turn those kinds of things into action and it's not great. No. So yeah. And maybe just pay attention to how much media you're consuming. Um, Google and Apple both have um, screen time apps that yes. measure what you're consuming and how often. Mm-hmm. Set a limit for yourself. Say you're only going to consume all social media apps for only two hours a day. And which for anyone who's like, oh, that sounds like a lot. I guarantee you, you're consuming it a lot more than two hours oh, yeah. a day. Um, and yeah. set a limit on your phone and it'll block you after those two hours. And then don't unblock yourself. Actually listen to the screen time app. What I did was I actually, like, when I need to get away from my phone for a little while, Mm -hmm. I actually have, um, like, a parental control Mm -hmm. app on my phone, and I know which apps that I use all the time, and I block them, and I make Carly type in a password that I don't know. That's good. So that way I can't... But if you don't have a Carly... If you don't have a Carly, you have an accountability buddy, I'm sure. I hope you do. If you don't have an accountability buddy, find one. Um, but yeah, find you know, a coworker or a friend that you trust even mildly who will type a series of digits in and remember it for you. Right. And that way you can at least get some stuff done. Um, if you're stuck in that loop of scrolling. Um, another recommendation, anything that scrolls infinitely, keep it off your phone's home screen. Mm, that's a good one. Um, infinite scrolling stuff is just designed to keep you there forever. I have... All of the infinite scrolling apps on my home the screen. The only infinite scrolling app I have on my home screen is Reddit, because of course. Challenge for the week. Screen time app and get rid of the social medias on your home screen. Yeah, me too. I'll do it. I'll change it. It's going to tick me off when I change it, but I'll do it. Well, that's the whole thing. If, if there's even the slightest barrier to entry, it could um, stop you from doing it. Yeah, that's fair. So that's the whole thing. You do it I when you're that. bored. Yeah. So, like, you, your brain does, like, oh, I have 15 seconds, time for 15 seconds of scrolling. But now, what used to take you three seconds is taking you 10 seconds to actually get your app open. Yeah. And so now it's just that much more difficult to actually get sucked in. That's fair. I'll do that. I'll try it. Listeners, let us know how it goes. Yep. Follow us on the socials. Like us on Tumblr. No. And your favorite podcast We're app. not on Tumblr. Give us a five-star rating. We can be on Tumblr now. It's not a porn site anymore. No, we're not H&T going on Tumblr. So. They pinky swore to us that there wouldn't be any more <laughs> pornography on Tumblr. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, like us on Apple Podcasts and any of your other podcast hosting sites. Um, if you're listening to us on Spreaker, we're going to be changing our hosting site. But don't feel bad because we are on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, something else, CastBox or something? We're on something else that I don't know what we're on. It's called CastBox, I think. CastBox is a big Android app. Sure. We're on CastBox. It It might still be on my phone, actually. Um, 
And if we're not on your podcast listening preferred app, let us know and we'll get on there. It's not on my phone. Okay. We should be pretty much everywhere. That I'm pretty use. sure we are on everywhere. We're on Spotify, I know that. Which we're is the main one. If you're having technical difficulties with Spotify, uh, shoot me a text. Take it up with Spotify. Yeah. Because <laughs> we can't do that. Um, right. Have an excellent day. Adios.